0: This is the second week in this series, How to Walk in the Faith of God. So we're going to get really into this. I pray as we go through scriptures that you have heard before, that we're going that the Lord by the Spirit of God, he will take you deeper into them. The word of God is transformative, right? So as you keep and it's cumulative. So as you keep peering into the word by meditating in the word day and night, What happens, and and what do I mean by meditating? You keep saying this over and over and over. These scriptures that, that the Holy Spirit is bringing to you so that the Holy Spirit can open them to you and revelation can come so you not only hear them, but you see them. And you actually hear your God speak them to you and you see them. They become a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God wants you to walk and lay hold of things. You know, and and here's the deal. Guys, we're at the end of the church age. So get ready. Expect multiplication, right? Expect signs, wonders, and miracles. Live a life of expectation. Could you imagine how would your life be if all things were possible to you? Well, guess what? All things are possible if you'll believe. Believe who? Believe him. So let's look at this. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in verse 23. I want to break this down a little bit because as we teach about some of these other um, verses on faith, I want to really look at what these Greek words are because you see certain ones over and over and over again. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy." This word sanctify means to make you clean, to purify you, to make you holy, to separate you from profane things and, and dedicate you to the service of God. Right? And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And then he says this, and I pray your whole spirit, whole, this means having all its parts. It means sound and perfect. Your whole spirit. This Greek word spirit is the word pneuma, okay? It is number G, you know, in the Strong's Concordance. If it's an Old Testament word, it starts with an H for Hebrew. If it's a New Testament word, it starts with a G. This is G4151, pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A. It means breath, okay? It is talking and describing your spirit. When God made man, he breathed into his nostrils the breath or the spirit of life. God made you and I alive with his life. Your spirit man, who is on the inside of you, who the Holy Spirit is dwelling in, right, is made in the image and likeness of God. Okay, that old spirit man that was spiritually dead is gone. Everything inside of you now is brand new. Well, well, wait, Pastor, I've been saved for a while. No, no, brand new. Because you're renewed all the time. You're eternal. It's all you're always gonna be brand new. I love that. So I pray that your whole spirit, it's the Greek word pneuma. And soul. Now, this is an interesting word. It's the Greek word suke. It's describing, it it actually, part of this word, it means breath. Well, wait a minute, how can both words mean breath? Because your spirit, you are a spirit and you possess a soul. Your soul is part of your spirit. This is why a lot of times when we preach on faith, we just kind of skim over these parts because we don't want to take the time to really understand them. But, but that's not what we're going to do here, okay? We're going to take our time so that you understand how this deal works because you have been created to walk by the faith of God. The very faith that created this universe will work in your life to create a life that God has pre-planned for you. Right now, as you sit here, you have all the money, all the health, all the blessing that you will need to walk and live a God quality of life on this earth. It's all in you. As you walk by faith, what happens is faith gains access to what is in you and faith will grow it up. It'll cause your spirit to grow these things and, and everything unseen that God has blessed you with is the root to the fruit, and the fruit will come through faith and manifest in the form of healing, in the form of finances, in, every, in wisdom, joy, peace, everything. So now, suke. It literally means breath. If you study this word, it is describing our soul, which is connected to our spirit. Okay? Now you're going to see, as we talk about faith, when we talk about these scriptures, when we see the word believe in your heart, you're not going to see the word pneuma. Okay? So we we need to talk about this because literally you're going to see the word cardia a lot. Why? It's talking again about your soulish realm, your mind. In other words, you're going to learn that you have to, to walk by faith, to walk by the faith of God, you must take the word of God and make a decision that I am going to come to the word of God with one heart attitude, and that is God's word is number one in my life, and I come to it with a willingness to do it. Not, I'm going to check this out, and if I feel good, then I'll do it, but maybe I won't. No, no, that's got to go away if you want to operate in the faith of God. Now, do you want to operate in the faith of God? Oh, you do, right? Because you don't want to live like a mere mortal on this earth. Because if you do, you're going to be governed by the world system. But if you will walk by the faith of God, you are already in the kingdom of God, you already have authority over everything that could ever come against you, you can walk free from this world system and walk in the zoe life of God. So this is why we have to do this. So let's look at this, let's keep going. Spirit and soul, suke. and then it's it, it see, you're gonna see when we look at Mark 11, it's gonna say things like this, and does not doubt in his heart you're gonna see that this Greek word is not pneuma. It's cardia. Cardia is a synonym of suke. In other words, it's an aspect of your soul. So this is why you have to fill your heart. When you read the Bible, when you speak it, when you meditate in it, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of your spirit. And boy, I'll tell you, if you'll do this The Holy Spirit will use your tongue to write the Word of God on your spirit, on your pneuma. And that Word will open inside of you, and your spirit will convert that to a thought and communicate that to your mind, to your cardia, which is part of your soul, which is part of your suke. You're like, Pastor, what in the world? <laughs> no, I'm going to keep saying this until we get it. And when that's communicated, light comes, and now all of a sudden it starts affecting the way that you see and the way that you think. The, God gave us his word to change and transform the way that we think. You grew up living in a world, if you do this then this will happen. If you do this, then this will happen. Then you become a Christian and you're given everything and it's not a matter of your behavior now. Everything is based on what Jesus did. And Satan will work overtime to try to get this whole faith thing based on you. Why? Because you, apart from him, the Bible's real clear, you can't do anything. Okay, so let's look at this. And then it says here, describe, so suke is our soul. It, it, it has nearly the same meaning as, as, as cardia, and it has a very close meaning to numa, spirit. Why? Because your spirit and your soul, they're integrated, they're connected. But what you have to know is you meditate in the word in your spirit. When you're speaking it with your mouth, something is happening inside of your spirit man. And when your spirit gains revelation of that word, now your spirit communicates that to your soulish realm, your mind starts to get renewed, renovated, that means the old junk is pulled out and new stuff is put in, and all of a sudden, light comes to you. And all of a sudden, the word that was on the inside of your spirit, now in your mind, light comes. Right? Ephesians 1 Lord, grant them the spirit of wisdom and revelation of you, so that the eyes of their understanding, being enlightened, what does that word enlightened mean in the Greek? Flooded with light, so they could know. The incredible plan that God has for their lives so that they can know the incredible inheritance that God has given us so that they can know the incredible power that is pointed at them as they believe God's word. So light comes and that light is a lamp to your feet and it's a light to your path. So many Christians, we get in fear. Why? Because we don't see anything because we're not letting this process happen. And I'm telling you guys, word of faith people who hear this all the time are the ones that actually understand some things but totally walk blind because they think well I know how to quote that scripture so I know it. And that has nothing to do with it. Now, keep quoting the scripture, because if you keep speaking it and speaking it and speaking it, pretty soon, light will come and you will see it, right? Have you ever, a scripture that you've seen, you've read it for years, you've spoken it for years, you think you understand it, then all of a sudden one day, boom, it goes from a concept that you think you know. See, when you really know Scripture, you realize Scripture are not principles. Scripture is God. You know Him. You no longer care about what you believe. You know who you believe. And you are completely persuaded that He will finish what He started in me. That if He said it, He will do it. If He spoke it, He will bring it to pass. Man, I'm telling you, that is what life is all about. To where everything in your life is manifesting and all of it speaks to you and to everybody around you that God is good, that he's real, that he loves me, that he never gives up on me, right? That's what we're talking about. That's your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our lord jesus christ so numa spirit man suke soulish realm cardia same thing part of your soulish realm cardia that word literally means center the center of your life Well, is the center of my life my spirit? Well, you are a spirit, but the control center of your life is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So the whole word of God is given to you and I to teach us how to think. And I'm telling you what, it, see, what is humility? God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humility, if you just nail it all the way down, is one thing. It's believing the truth that without God, I can't do anything, right? Well, no, I can do some stuff, yeah, and God calls it nothing, (laughs) right? You won't talk about it in eternity? Do you know everything you've done in your own ability apart from God? You won't talk about it? Nope. Right? All you're going to talk about is what God has done through you. That's That's what leaves the eternal footprint. So let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 is all about genuine faith and how it comes. That whole chapter. It's all about genuine or true faith, real faith and how that faith comes. So knowing that, now let's, under the light of that, knowing what the Holy Spirit is conveying in this chapter, let's look at some scriptures that we've looked at before. It says, I feel like I've been teaching on this every service and everything I've done. It's it's just hilarious. It's been rocking me a little bit, because I'm like, Okay, I'm teaching on righteousness, so I'm teaching about this on Sunday. Then I talk to the men on Tuesday. I'm using the same thing. Gosh, what are they going to think I'm going to teach on it Wednesday? I, I don't care. I, I, now, I've got to tell you, my flesh is trying to get me to care a little bit. But I refuse to care. And I've got to tell you, the more I teach on it, the more I want to. So, I, I, you know, we may never teach on anything. And No, I'm just teasing. Who knows? We will follow him. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise or speaks this way. This is the way the righteousness which is of faith speaks. Now, why is that important? Because you have been made the righteousness of almighty God. How? Through faith. Right? 2 Corinthians 5 21. He was made sin, so and and he, he was made to bear all of your sin so that you would come to be, be made the very righteousness of Almighty God. Well, if that's who you are, how do you speak? This is how it's it's telling you exactly how you speak. The first thing it says, say not in your heart who shall descend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above. Why in the world? Okay, God, you tell me how, okay, this is the way the righteousness, which is a faith, speaks. Then the first thing you say is how it doesn't speak. There's a reason for that. Because the words that come out of your mouth don't originate. That's not the first step. Before something comes out of your mouth, you have to say it in your heart. Now, so many times we look at that and go, that's talking about the Spirit. First of all, let's look at the word say. This word say is the Greek word epo, E-P-O. It's a primary verb used only in the definite past tense, past tense. You don't have to remember all that, just remember it's past, something's past tense. Okay? Now, this, this word epo includes the Greek word that's many times pronounced saith or say, lego. And every kid's like, Lego. L <laughs> E G O, right? So they mean very similar things, but the first one, ipo, is it's something, so in other words, something that you've heard in the past is causing you to say something on the inside of your, we're going to see, in the the, inside of your mind, basically. Say not in your heart, now here's the other word you want to write down. G-2588. I have fun with that. It's the Greek word cardia. It's Strong's number G-2588. Cardia. It's a feminine noun, and everybody said, who cares? This is what it means. Amen. (laughs) That's right. That's right. There's a reason why I'm doing this. You know why? Because the Lord told me to do it this way. G2588. You're probably going to dream about G2588. And it's not some robot in some little children's, you know, right? No, it's cardia. K A R D I A. So let's look at this. It means the seat and center of human life. It's regarded as the soul or mind, as it is the seat. Of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, feeling, impulse, affection, and intellect. Now those of you note takers are going, you're going too fast. You got to listen to these messages more, right? But, but because of that, I will say it again. Okay, for those people that I could feel I love you guys, right? (laughs) Because I'm I'm one of you guys, right? Yeah, there we go. So here it is. As it is the seat. You want me to read the whole thing? Okay. All right. Cardia. It means the seat and center of human life. Okay? Regarded as the soul or the mind. As it is the seat of your thoughts, your passions, your desires, your appetites. Here's a big one. Your feelings. Your impulse. So now you ladies know. It's cardia. Your problem's cardia. You you just have to have that 400th pair of shoes, right? Impulse, right? Then it means your affection and your intellect. Say not, we're just going to say for the sake of everything, say not in your mind. The righteousness which is of faith never says this in their mind. Who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring Christ down from above? In other words, the righteousness which is of faith does not ever say that Jesus must come down from heaven to do something for me. Why? Because he's already come down from heaven and done everything. The righteousness which is of faith... Never says in within the mind that God, you just gotta come here once again and do it. In other words, God, you must not have done it at first, so you gotta come down here and do it. If if you're ever if you're ever saying anything like that within you, right, that's not faith. Right, right. Romans 10:7. This is another thing that the righteousness which is of faith will never say inside of your mind. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead. The righteousness, which is a faith, will never say that Jesus has to be raised from the dead again. Why? Because he's already been raised. Never to die again. He ever lives at the right hand of God to make intercession for you. Not the practice of intercession, but the position of intercession. The fact that he is seated at the right hand of God will forever speak that you are forever connected to him. You have been connected with God. We intercede for people who don't know God. Intercession means I'm going to stand in the gap and I'm going to bring people together. There was one guy that ministered. Uh, he, had, I think, the last time I heard he was pastoring on the east or on the east coast, maybe in North or South Carolina. But he was with Joel Osteen, and he would teach the Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, this guy's just what a gifted. I mean, this guy is like a professional stand-up comedian, evangelist. Uh, he, he led his church's choir when he was nine years old. Yeah, I mean, very gifted guy. But he said, you know, a lot of people give Joel Osteen a hard time. And he says, this is who Joel is. He is like a handshake between God and somebody who doesn't know God. But that's kind of like intercession. But Jesus never has to raise from the dead again because he did it. And when he did it, all authority has already been given to him, and then he turned around and gave it to us, right? That's why we speak to our mountain. We don't run to God and talk to him about the mountain that's in our life. He's going to talk to you and go, what do you, well, then use what I gave you. Use the name of Jesus and get rid of the mountain. And the minute you speak to the mountain, guess what? He will go to work and perform it and move the mountain, right? Jesus was already raised. The righteousness which is of faith. See, God is actually starting from the inside out. Will never think and say in their heart or in their mind that God has got to do something that he's already done. Boy, your flesh will want to, right? Oh, if I could just, you know, if Jesus could just come down here and just or just you know i don't even have to see him if he can just write on the wall what he wants me to do 800,000 words that god breathed he doesn't have to write anything on the wall for you yeah but i don't understand it hmm Holy Spirit will dwell with you forever. Who knows everything. Guys, we've been given everything. And I get so excited about that. You know why? Because we're going to walk in everything. You and I are going to walk this out. We're going to see greater miracles in our lives and in the lives of those we touch than anybody has ever seen. Let's go. Verse 8. But what saith it? What does the righteousness which is of faith say? Now this it trans, now it's it's changing because this word say is not epo, it's Lego. It means to actually right now say something, speak something, affirm it, command it, relate, and recount it. See, you will command, you will affirm to be true, you will command it to say, you'll speak it and command it in Jesus' name. Why? Because in your mind, you're already saying it. You're already saying it in your mind. From what? From what you've heard in the past. See, epo past, lego present. Do you see that? This is how it works. It's so simple, but Satan doesn't want you to ever understand it. You can live exactly like Jesus lived on this earth if you'll just say what he says. Or I should say it correctly, if you'll just hear what he said and then say what he said but what saith it? The word is near, is nigh thee. This means near thee. What do you mean? The word is in my mouth and in my heart. Guess what word that word heart is? G2588. Cardia. The word is near me. What does the righteousness which is of faith say? It's near me. It's in my mouth. Why is it in my mouth? Because it's in my mind, my soulish realm. I've renewed my mind with it. So now we know why we're not speaking the word, because we're not walking in revelation knowledge. Remember, remember Matthew twelve thirty four. Go ahead and pull that up really quick. Matthew 12, 34, at the end of that verse, it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I never could understand that because I'm like, okay, when the word is in abundance in my spirit, then I'll speak it. That's not what it's saying. Because guess what that word heart is? I bet you even know the Strong's number. G2588, cardia. Now, I'm not minimizing having the word in your spirit, because guess what? That's where it starts. The word can't get from your ear to, to your mind. The word doesn't go from your ear to your mind. It goes from your ears, the ears of your spirit, right? Through your, it comes from the Holy Spirit, through your spirit to your mind, and then out of your mouth. We've we've got to understand this. So simple. The word is nigh thee. It's even in my heart and in my mouth. What? That is the word of faith that we preach. See, when you hear the word of God, faith is produced. If it's not producing faith, it's not the word. It's not revelation, knowledge of the word. You can hear, I could quote a scripture to you and you could be sitting there going, I'm not doing that. And you could listen to that scripture and never hear it. But if you come to church, like I'm sensing so many of you did, right? You're coming hungry. You want to learn this because you want to apply this to your life and you want to walk in all this stuff. And I know you guys, it's not just for you. On, no. Ultimately, you want to get it so that you're free, so that you can show the world who Jesus really is. Because isn't it frustrating when you're talking to somebody and you're just going, they don't know who God is. They, they might love him, but they just don't know who he is. They think he's like blessing some and not blessing others. That's just not even who he is. They think, well, he'll heal one, but not another. No, 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 no. That's not who it is. Healing everything from God is for everyone, who, whosoever will. It's not a matter of God doing something for us again. It's a matter of us just receiving what he's already done, bringing it from the unseen to the seen, and it's exactly how you got saved right? For by grace are you saved, how? Through faith. You couldn't get saved without the grace of God. Jesus had to come and die and take your place and provide everything for you. So he did his part. Your part is now when you hear his words, faith comes, you choose to believe them, and then you commit and speak them and then here we go. Now you're born again and now we start we're saved and now we start coming to the knowledge of the truth. Right? And the minute you mess up as a new believer, man, Satan will be all over you. That's how come if you're a new believer or if you're a baby believer, you got to surround yourself with very mature spiritual Christians. So that when the enemy comes to try to put shame, guilt, and condemnation back on you because of a behavior you did, you need to have people around you that will say, hey, listen, here's the deal. You just got to renew your mind with the word of God. God's not mad at you. He already paid for all that. Just confess it and forget it and move on. But if you hang out with the old friends who maybe don't know God, or if you hang out with a bunch of Christians that are just carnal, flesh-ruled, they'll put their arm around you and go, yeah, well, you know, that's just, get ready. That's your whole life. I've been saved for 50 years, and that's, you know, that's been my life. Repent, sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. This is where a lot of people are at. Then they eventually just kind of give up. When all the time, they possess and have been given everything to walk free from all of it so the word is nigh thee it's in your mouth it's in your mouth and in your heart so now let's keep going with this verse 9 now it's going to give us an example that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the lord jesus this this literally means that you'll confess with your mouth jesus You are my Lord. Not only are you Lord of all, but you're my Lord. Right? I invite the influence of your Lordship into every area of my life. If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart. Now, I bet you could never guess what that word is. G2588, cardia, right? <laughs> Believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Look at this. You shall be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart. Anybody have an idea? This is deep. I wonder what, I wonder what that Greek word is. Get, let's, let's go get the concordance out. Yeah, that's right, G2588, cardia. People are going to be like, you know, that what, what kind of church do you go to? Right? Our pastor's a little meticulous, right? No, whatever. For with the heart, with the cardia, man believes unto righteousness. For with the seat and center of human life regarded as the soul or mind, with the seat of the thoughts, with the seat of the passions, desires, appetites, feelings, impulse, affection, and intellect. That's describing why if you're a Christian, you should be excited because this is igniting. Salvation ignites. What does it ignite? My thoughts, my passions. See, when I read that list at first, You're thinking just sinful stuff. No, I believe God's word with my thoughts, with my passions, with my desires, with my appetites, with my feelings, with my impulse. My impulse is to speak the word, is to walk by faith, it's to be strong in the Lord. With my affection, in worship I come and I passionately pursue him why? Because I walk by faith. My mind is filled with the word of God why? Because I'm taking every thought captive that's not of him and I'm meditating in his word day and night so my spirit man is constantly receiving revelation knowledge from from the mighty holy spirit through the word of God on the inside. It's being communicated by my spirit to my mind and it's changing the way I think. It's ripping out this old stuff. For me, man, I remember one day God reached down into my mind and he grabbed this tree that had a root that was very, very deep and he pulled the whole thing out by the root and it was called the plant of worthlessness. And I went from not really understanding that was my problem to being completely free. Amen. I mean, are you kidding me? It's just wham! What was that? That's revelation knowledge. It hit my mind, and my eye, the eyes of my understanding were enlightened, right? Were flooded with light. And I knew that God's plan for my life, he had a plan. There was an inheritance for me. That all the mistakes of my life are irrelevant to my future in him. And that he not only initiated my faith, but he's going to develop it every day of my life for all eternity. And he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Man, that, that becomes my appetite. That becomes everything. That's the walk of faith. That's why it says there's joy and peace in believing. When you're, this is not some little, okay, let's just talk about faith. Oh, I'm a faith person. Man, you are dangerous to the kingdom of God. Amen. Or dangerous for the kingdom of God, dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Amen. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. See, you confess... Jesus, do you realize you had to confess that Jesus was your Lord before you were changed? And when you confessed that he was your Lord, then he performed what he had already done. Do you see that? He saved you 2,000 years ago. When you confessed, Jesus, you are my Lord, I invite your influence into every area of my life, and you were changed on the inside, he performed what he did for you already. He performed for you what he gave you. It's the same way it's going to work with healing. When were you healed? Well, you know, man, my body's hurting tonight. Yeah, but my question is, when were you healed? Well, I'm not healed yet. No, 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 that's not what God's word said. It says he said he sent his word and healed you. Guess what? Well, who's his word? Well, according to John 1, it's Jesus. And he bore your sins, right, on that tree. He bore your sickness. He bore your pain. With his bruise, you are healed. So when you believe, wait a minute, I've been redeemed from all sickness and disease. The price was paid for almost 2,000 years ago. And now I just simply receive it by faith, How do I do that? I believe his word, and I speak it out of my mouth, and he performs it. Same way financially? The same way you got saved is the same way you'll lay hold of everything. So in other words, don't ever let somebody ever tell you you don't understand how to walk by faith. Are you saved? If you are, then you understand how to walk by faith. Now, you'll gain greater understanding as we teach these things. And how many of you know? I mean, I'm I'm reading stuff. I've been reading like every service. I'm not sensing anybody's really bored. I'm getting so excited. I'm about ready to just scream. You know, down I just I'm like going. There's got to be like a Bill Winston scream down there, something. I because you know. So I am right now. I am inside. Okay. So now let's keep going with this. Let's jump to verse 13, and now remember, chapter 10 of Romans, it's describing to you real or true faith and how it operates. So now we're getting into the operation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, whoever calls gets the result. Why do they get the result? Because God performs for them, what he did for them. He doesn't need to do it anymore because he already did it once and for all. But then it says, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? In other words, you have no ability to call if you don't believe. Right? But then it goes on to say, And how can they believe in him in whom they've not heard? So now we know why we don't want to listen to a bunch of junk. Jesus said, you be careful what you hear, you be careful how you hear, and you be careful who you hear. Right? Right? You start hearing nonsense, if you really want to help them, maybe stay around and ask them, well, where is that in the Bible? But if they're not open to that, got to talk, got to go, can't can't talk about that stuff, right? Because I understand that my ability to believe is going to be affected in how I hear, right? How shall they hear without a preacher? So in other words, somebody has to proclaim, but how can they proclaim unless they be sent, Do you realize you're going to get up tomorrow morning and God's will for your life is that you're going to be sent places to invite people to church, to tell them about Jesus, to pray for them maybe? Who knows what it is, right? But you're going to be sent. And don't worry about what to say. When you're sent, he'll tell you what to say. Right? As a matter of fact... I would venture to say all of you are being sent somewhere and maybe haven't said anything with your mouth, but have said a lot with your life. But just get ready. I challenge you to get up every day. This is what I do every day. Father, I thank you that my steps are ordered. Right now, I just declare and ask that you would open to me a door of utterance that I could speak the word of God boldly to people, that I could convey your love, your goodness to whoever I've come around. I am willing, I am open, I am able. At the top of my list is I want to be light in this world. So open up opportunities for me. I do that every day. If you ever go around with me very much, you know some of those opportunities just open up while we're sitting at a restaurant or whatever, right? Oh, hey, you know, I apologize. I was kind of listening in on what you guys were saying, right? It's awesome. Why? Because God wants to leave a fragrance. You all have the fragrance. It's called victory, right? Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, but how can they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how can they believe in whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So I'm telling you, guess, guess who is one individual that has been sent to you to proclaim the word of God? To you personally? Knows everything about you? He's actually in every day of your eternal life right now. He is God, the mighty Holy Spirit. He has been specifically sent to dwell on the inside of you to teach you the word of God, to bring all things to your remembrance, to anoint you, to strengthen you, to comfort you, to stand by you, right? He'll comfort you. He'll sit there and go, listen, don't... I know these circumstances are getting a little crazy, But it is written, it is written, it is written, right? You're above only and not beneath. I know you feel beneath. Don't go by that feeling. That's not true. That's how we live. This is how we live and how we walk. We hear the word. We believe it. Then we speak it. Why do we speak it? Because it's in abundance in our mind. We're renewing our mind. See, God's required that we believe him without seeing, without feeling. You can choose to not believe him, but it doesn't, it it, it literally, it can cost you everything to not believe him because there is, there is an outlaw out there. He's been stripped of all his power, but the Bible says he's able to blind the minds of those that don't believe now, there's, un- there's people that are not born again that don't believe. But I got to tell you, there is an abundance of believers that don't believe much. Abundance. I mean, guys, I, sometimes I talk to pastors and I'm like, okay, this guy seems like such a great guy. I'm sure he's saved. You know, he, he's lived a lot better life than me up to a certain point, I'm sure, But Lord, help him, because he doesn't even know who he's serving. God is no respecter of persons. He's good all the time. So now let's jump down to verse 17. Same thought. Romans 10 is teaching us about what true and genuine faith is and how it comes. He said all that to say this. So then, so then, faith Cometh by hearing. That Greek word ek, or that Greek word by is the Greek word ek. In other words, it says, So then faith comes out of hearing. When you hear, you're meditating in the Word of God, right? You're meditating in the Word of God. The Holy Spirit opens it. You're saying it over and over and over. The Holy Spirit opens up the Word on the inside of you. And now you hear him on the inside of your spirit. And faith comes out of that. And hearing by different Greek word, it's the Greek word dia, and hearing through the word of God. Hearing comes through the word of God. If you're hearing a bunch of junk, guess what? That's not Bible hearing. Bible hearing is you're hearing one thing, God's word. Right? And that's and we're to walk by faith. We have in order to walk faith comes only one way. It comes out of what? Hearing, and hearing comes through the word of God. So in other words, literally this verse would say So then faith comes out of or originates from hearing and hearing through the spoken word of the anointed one. People talk about, well, you know, I'm just hearing a bunch of junk. No, you're not. Not Bible hearing. I want to encourage you to define hearing the way God defines it. You hear hearing. You're only hearing when you are hearing the voice and the word of the anointed one on the inside of you. And then you take that and your spirit communicates that to your mind and and light comes and now you see things differently. It causes you to just grab hold of your healing and never let it go because you're like, wait a minute, God just told me, my dad told me, my brother, my Lord, my Savior told me that it's mine, I have it now. Oh, you might not see it, you might not feel it, but you know you have it, and you'll never let it go. That's faith. Hearing comes through or because of the spoken utterance of the anointed. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It makes all the difference how you hear. Would, how many of you would, you know, let's just say you were going to go to lunch with John, and he's a, you know, a nurse practitioner at the med center, in the heat of the COVID virus, and you would have to walk through the COVID room where, the, where all the patients were, and gosh, they're out of masks. Would you just be like, yeah, no problem, right? <clears throat> you got, and then you're walking, and, and there's three people on each side coughing this way. <laughs> would you just be like, yeah, no problem? Probably not, huh? But you would walk into a room With all of your buddies spurting death and actually stop in the middle and go, hey, let me help, let me talk with you. It makes all the difference how you hear. You gotta be careful how you hear. This old thing about that I learned when I was a little kid. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That's a lie. Sticks and stones hurt a little bit. Names can hurt a lifetime. Right? Words have in them the power of life and death. They have in them the ability to hand you things. And God, God as your father, is going, I don't want you to have anything that looks like death because I've come to give you life. Are you hearing out of curiosity? Are you hearing with a desire to learn? See, some people come to church and they hear, they, okay, I'm going to that church, man. I just hope Pastor Tony could give me another nugget. I'm just coming for a nugget. Put it in my faith arsenal, right? But it's it's impossible for you to walk by faith because you've been getting nuggets your whole life and you weigh 900 pounds in the spirit you're not doing any of it. You can't even walk. Are you coming with a desire to learn or are you coming to the word of God with one way, with a willingness to do it? Father, whatever you say, I'll do. I don't care what my flesh thinks about it. You speak, you speak your word to me, I'm, I'll do it. Man, I'll tell you, I love new believers because they're like, yeah, whatever, right? You want me to tithe? No problem, right? I remember one guy in my college and career group, he's like, yeah, I'll tithe, absolutely. I see it, I'm all in. Well, are you gonna be okay? You know, if I tithe, I'm not gonna have money to pay my rent, but you know what? I haven't had money to pay my rent. I've been evicted. I, you know, I don't care. I need to change. And it changes their whole life. Because then God goes to work in their life. And all of a sudden, they're like, you know, I have no idea, but for the first time in my life, I paid all my bills this month. I wasn't juggling anymore. Now, for some of you who have never had financial problems, you don't know what that word juggle means. Right? <laughs> That's okay. You'll learn one of those days. We don't have time for that stuff right now. You must hear the word of God with a willingness to do it. God loves you and can never hurt you. His word can never cost you anything. It'll only pay. You believe the word of God in your heart, you speak it out of your mouth. When you say what the Bible says over time, it does something on the inside of you. On the inside of your spirit, it does something. On the inside of your mind and your soul. Notice, mind, soul, not mind. My my brain's in there. But I'm not talking about, my brain functions through my mind, or my mind functions through my brain. But as you say the word over and over again, it does something on the inside of you. The word of God, as I said earlier, it's transformative. It'll transform your life. It's cumulative. As you hear the word, God will keep taking you deeper. It'll just become so big that it will eclipse the circumstances that you're facing. Here's the cool thing. You'll get to the point. It makes me weep where you no longer see yourself thinking about yourself if we could say this in church it sucks it sucks the life out of you it's impossible to get upset unless you're thinking about yourself it's impossible for you to be in fear unless you're thinking about yourself it's impossible for the enemy to ever steal kill and destroy if you're if you're if you're not thinking about yourself The word, you will start to see Jesus so much that you'll start to say like Paul, he's like, man, it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. And now this life that I live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The word of God will speak to you. The word of God will start affecting your heart. The word of God will show you what to do. That's faith. We're going to talk about it more. Praise God. There's so much to this, but it's so simple and you are made to walk in all of it. So I hope this has thrilled you tonight because God has an incredible future that you can't see with your natural eye. Oh, you could look naturally and you could think of what your life could look like, but I'm talking about there is so much in you that you have never seen that is amazing. So I'm here to tell you tonight, you are free. You are a world overcomer, and the God of heaven is not only in you, his eyes are upon you, and he will never leave you, and he will never forsake you, and all of this that we're talking about has nothing to do with you and I. It has everything to do with who he is. He's the God of all mercy, he's long-suffering, he's patient, and he knows exactly how to move you, right? He knows how to woo you to walk with him. So anyway, be encouraged. I hope this encourages you a little bit.